0: Welcome
1: back to Battle School Dropouts, a podcast about anime and murder. My name's Bakari. I'm a I'm a zombie, and I'm joined by my vampire co-hosts too.
2: I prefer the term Dracula, but it's okay.
1: These PC vampires these days, <laughs> goddamn a- fucking soy boy beta cock vampires, <laughs> who probably drinks the blood of deer and 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 other woodland creatures instead of humans. <laughs> women specifically <laughs> this, vampire is a feminist. Hey, this? this vampire is a feminist this that, is going well i think
2: that that has to be like a conservative movie out there like you got kevin sorbo and he's fighting against uh feminist <laughs> vampires <Kevin
1: Sorba. laughs> they tried to go lisey lawless she wasn't down no she was not down <laughs> Shit, that's pretty good, man. Oh, fuck, that's very good. How are you doing, Stu?
2: I'm doing pretty good. We're doing the Halloween episode this year. That we are. So we watched the first six episodes of uh, Higurashi. That's right. Yeah, and so we watched the 2006 version.
1: 2006, not Kai or Go or Ho or Sotsu. There's a lot of different iterations of Higurashi.
2: Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. realize that was the thing. Like, trying to do this episode is like, okay, where do we find the 2006 version? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's always the hardest part. Like, there's so many times where I'm like, I'm gonna watch this show, and I'm like, this animation seems really good. I can't, and like, it's tough because it's 2006. Yeah. So, like, if I watch something that was like from, I don't know, 2015, I'm not really gonna notice the difference, even <laughs> though it's like 10 years later.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. Um, and, and I, I mean, like, I don't think that there's definitely a sort of like, it shows its age a little bit, but like I don't know that that's necessarily so much in the production quality, so much as it is like I don't know lack of weird CG effects, and also like um and also the characters do like really goofy slapstick like mid aughts anime stuff. Yeah, like like someone will get like really chibi when they like get upset, and they'll do the thing where they they wave their arms really fast, and their head be, there becomes a little bean, you know.
2: Yeah, this is definitely like the most anime anime. That I've seen in a long time.
1: This is yeah. This is like some, you know, inspired a bunch of, you know, deviant art kids in, <laughs> absolutely. in middle and high school, you know.
2: Yeah, this is absolutely one of the shows that like I think if I would have only seen like the non-scary parts, I would have been like, this show's trash. Right? <laughs> if I was a
1: teenager. Yeah. Uh, when are they gonna fucking die?
2: Yeah, I wonder. They, when are they gonna do something cool? Why do they why do their heads <laughs> get big? That's so lame. <laughs> yeah. Teenage Teenage Me was not cool.
1: Yeah. You know? I mean, who was who was cool as a teenager? I yeah. feel like anybody who was cool as a teenager isn't very cool in their thirties. You know? <laughs> yeah, that has to be the. If law, you were both, right? fuck you. Yeah,
2: you've just been cool this entire time. Fuck that guy. Like,
1: wow. <laughs> ah, big flex. Okay.
2: Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> but but I've been pretty good. Uh, it's just it's like not Halloween feeling at all in California right no. now. Like the leaves haven't even gotten brown and shit. I yet. no, dude. It lo- it's the. Everything had looked the same for the last like eight months. It's just been varying degrees of hot outside.
1: Yeah. It's it was hot last month. It is just a bit less hot now. Yeah. That's about exactly. it. But yeah. So I'm
2: I'm excited for like Halloween stuff. This is really like the first I don't I think I oh I watched a horror movie last night. I watched The Company of Wolves. Oh uh with some folks. So that was like I think the first like spooky thing that I've seen. Bernadette was watching Midnight Club and I fell asleep during it. Oh, how is that?
1: I've been meaning to start that.
2: I wasn't I like Midnight Mass a lot. Yeah, Midnight Mass
1: is sick. Yeah. Uh,
2: Midnight Club, she said that's really good. I wasn't like paying attention to it. So, the, my, me falling asleep during it is not my review of it. It's just like, she's like, hey, do you mind if I put this on while you're going to bed? Oh, uh, like, okay. Can't. So, I was your like, yeah.
1: plan was to go to sleep. You weren't trying to watch it and then you passed out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. So, that makes a bit more sense. I yeah. saw, yeah, I, I saw phrased that super bad. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the little Netflix, you know how like you're on Netflix and you're hovering over something and it'll play a, like, like a little one minute snippet or whatever. Mm-hmm. I saw that of Midnight Club and all I saw was, um, the super sexy guy who plays the the sheriff in Midnight Mass, Rahul coley I think. Oh his name yeah, is. yeah. Um, just just an absolute smoke show, but he's like he's teaching someone how to play a video game or something like that, and I was like, okay, this is cool. I mean, this is good. Is. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah, love that guy.
2: He was super good in uh,
1: Midnight Mass. Yeah, he's apparently really into like uh, Gundam and shit or something. Yeah. Oh, no, he's into Warhammer. 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 Yeah.
2: There's a there's a channel I really like called. Uh, uh, 40k in 40 minutes or something like oh, that, that's fine. or uh, play on tabletop is the name of the channel, uh, because it's like the b- big beef with watching Warhammer stuff is it's like three or four hours long, like yeah. if you're just watching a game, like to Damn, be- I Yeah, I didn't
1: know that. Were- I mean, it looks like a whole lot of setup, so I guess that it's, makes sense. It's so much, yeah, and that's not even like
2: like there's another channel called Tabletop Titan, like streaming Warhammer's gotten huge in the last few years. So like when I was in school and I needed something in the background, yeah. I would put on those like four hour things Uh now i'm not in school i don't have like four hours to sit there (laughs) so uh their their channel is really cool but apparently yeah he like played with them at some point and now i'm like i'm waiting for his video to come out on that channel it hasn't already that would be cool it's very very palatable warhammer uh,
1: do a celebrity warhammer tournament because like uh henry cavill's into warhammer yeah um and i know there's some other celebrities who are like vin diesel might be or somebody i don't know he's got to be if he's into DD, i feel like like it's a pipeline. It's
2: a slippery slope. Yeah, exactly. Like if D and marijuana, like, you know, uh, Warhammer's like the crack cocaine,
1: you know, it's, a, it's the inevitable slope. Yeah. Everybody does it. Yeah. That's why yeah. I got out of D and D. Yeah, exactly. I can't, I can't be possibly going on to Warhammer too expensive.
2: Yeah. You want to talk about real fucking horror. It's not the nightmare of the 41st century. It is how expensive that game is. Yeah. And you got to paint the little guys yourself, you paint the little guys. Yeah. Not that good at that. Yeah, I got, I got okay, but I never got good. Mm. And then I went recently, I dug up some minis and I was like, oh, I'm going to paint these guys. And I did real mediocre at those guys. That's a shame. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. What have you been up to? Uh, I've been doing something horror adjacent. I can't remember what. I've been playing JJ Macfield and the missing or whatever that's called, like the sweary game. Are you familiar with this?
2: Oh, oh, it's like a 2D. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say side scroller. I guess that it is, is a side scroller. It's like yeah, a, it's like a, it's like a yeah. 2D
1: puzzle platformer. That's it, a better
2: way of describing it. <laughs> Itty bitty
1: bit like uh, like limbo and inside and stuff, but not made by the same team. OK, um, you play as a young lady named uh, JJ. Uh, ostensibly her last name is Macfield.
2: Is she a jet plane?
1: Uh, she is not. Okay. That's uh, fortunately, I think so. I think it's, I think that's to her benefit. She's not <laughs> JJ, the jet plane. Um, she doesn't look like a, a cylinder of meat shoved into a, a, a machine. It's just, she just looks like a person though. No, I mean, well, so the main, the main concept of the game, you your you you're, um, I think girlfriend, I'm, I don't, I don't, I'm not far enough that they've like explained it exactly, but, um, someone very important to her named Emily has gone missing you are trying to find her. And uh, in this place, wherever you are, uh, JJ has basically the ability to regenerate herself from more more or less any state besides Mm. like complete death and like obliteration. Um, And so uh, kind of the core conceit of the game is that you are able to like mutilate yourself in in various ways in order to navigate certain puzzles and stuff like that. Interesting. Uh, And they play very fast and loose with that. Like there's a part where um, there's like you know, there's a, like a high wall and you're trying to get over it and there's like a ceiling, but like, you know, you're, you can't climb up or anything like that. And there's a swinging pendulum. And if you get hit by the pendulum, it like knocks you silly such that JJ starts seeing the world upside down and thus it is upside down. And now you can walk on the ceiling. It's a little, goofy. yeah, that's wild. It's, it's very strange. Like it has its own set of logic that is kind of baffling to one who does not live in Sweary's mind. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But he's an
2: interesting guy.
1: He is, yeah. He's the Deadly Premonition guy. I played some Deadly Premonition a couple of months ago. That's just Twin Peaks. It is yes. straight yeah. up just Twin Peaks. And he swears to God he's never seen Twin Peaks before. Yeah, which is It's got to be a lie.
2: True. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love you, Sweary, but... Yeah. Hey, you want to... Can I Can I do a, a little brag real quick? I'll go for it. I don't know if it's still true, but he follows me on Twitter. No fucking way. Yeah.
1: No fucking way. He follows
2: way. a shit ton of people on Twitter. Oh, so it's not okay, that yeah. big of a deal, but... <laughs> Yeah, I think when I started posting about, because um, I did, uh, Will and I streamed the entirety of Deadly Premonition. Oh, fun! Um, and so when I was like posting about that, I think that's when I when I got it.
1: You <laughs> saw you guys were streaming and he followed. Um, yeah, nice. I don't know if you ever watched. Nice. but fingers crossed. I had a um, <laughs> I had an, a different account where I got followed just random or like I followed uh Hideaki Itsuno, the uh director of devil may cries three and four and five oh. um and he followed me back but then i stopped using that account because like he was like one of my like 10 followers or something like that and i was like <laughs> i don't know why i have this separate account other than other that's, than that's pretty Itsuno sick follows me yeah yeah and i followed him on my main account he didn't follow me back what the fuck what the fuck dude it's come on
2: Go on, yeah. hop on over. Yeah. He's still
1: cool over in Octo Mammoth. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it sucks. I'm maybe even cooler. I probably post cooler stuff on my, on my main account <laughs> than I ever did. Like, that Twitter account was mostly for, like, back then uh, on, like, the Switch and stuff like that. You couldn't send photos directly to your, like, screenshots directly to your phone. So, like, I needed to have somewhere to dump my photos and then download them on my phone. So, <laughs> so that's that was, the account he followed? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good it was just random random games and stuff like that uh, like screenshots of games and stuff like that, that i thought was funny <laughs> but yeah incredible yeah incredible that's my that's my celebrity my celebrity game dev name plug or name drop there there you know, we go Hideyaki damn Hinsuno.
2: we're both so cool
1: look at that we're we're kind of really big insiders cool. we're big names in the in the gaming world <laughs> time for say. us to start our
2: own uh gaming company i think that's the only logical yeah. next step yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to make a video game one day. It's like cool. on my bucket list. Yeah. Like, and I've, I've tried to do it a couple times. I've come close, but you know what takes a long fucking time to do? Making video games. Making video games. Yeah. 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 It's tough with like life, you know, like trying to get like a better job or trying to do anything that's not like side projects. Yeah. Like I'm hoping my dream, just get that job that's like satisfying enough. <laughs> that I can just focus on side projects and not feel like I have to like improve or get a better job.
1: Yeah. I want the job. That's yeah. That's all. You don't need to like be making a ton of money or something like that. It's just like not have to worry about rent and such yeah. and also not hate the job
2: and not hate the job. Yeah. That's which is apparently too tall of an order. That for is like 90% a, that, that is of jobs. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, maybe if rent wasn't so insane as it is like <laughs> everywhere in the U S now. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole other fucking stress right there. <laughs> yeah. Like unless you're living in the fucking dust bowl or some shit like you are.
2: Even that stuff's gotten super expensive really? too. Yeah. Oh, I was man. looking up like median rents the other day and like I think like in like the like the lowest I could see in like other states. And again, it's like it was just median cursory Google but it was like 800, 900 or something oh, like that, man. which is like definitely more affordable than Sacramento like oh, it's a sure. good chunk of
1: change, but yeah. like holy shit. Yeah. That's still a lot of money. That is a lot of money. You know, they've just kind of uh, people who are setting these prices, I think have just like, you know, they're like, people just have to make peace with the fact that they're going to need like Multiple incomes in order to afford these, you know, it's not meant for like a single person working an ordinary job to afford anymore.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And then house, like house, like where are we supposed
1: to live and not be like broke? (laughs) I I don't know that us not being broke is like part of their equation.
2: Yeah, that's that's a point. (laughs) Shit. Yeah, it's kind of the opposite
1: of their plan, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think they want us to let then when the economy fucks up, nobody wants to buy things. Millennials are killing the 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 Snap Pea market or something.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you spent less money on avocado toast, bakery, you could buy a house.
1: I mean, I can't find good produce anywhere. So, like, I haven't bought avocados in quite some time. I don't even know where one goes to buy avocado toast. We got
2: so much grocery outlet, Yeah. Avocados.
1: Oh, avocados? Yeah. I Whenever I go to gross out, I get the worst fucking, like, shit. Is like, it's like rotting, but in a way that I can't tell until I bring it home.
2: Yeah. 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 Grocery outlets, a, a
1: real, like,
2: uh, Bernadette has been buying produce from there, and I'm like, we're re- we're really playing like Russian roulette. <laughs> yeah, I was, what got, I I was like...
1: about to say grocery outlet, more like grocery Russian roulette. <laughs> Whoa, oh! yeah. shit, yeah.
0: dude! Yeah.
2: I do yeah. love calling that place gross out.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I ones. love grocery outlet. I'm going to keep shopping there forever. Yeah. but uh I'm not going to buy veggies there if I can help it. Yeah. <laughs> we got we got into grocery shopping awful quick. <laughs> so, yeah, you
2: know. <laughs> Halloween episode. Ooh, no have you tried? Spooky. Have you tried domestication and <laughs> cooking at home?
0: Ooh, try
1: going to Walmart for your produce. <laughs> they have deals.
2: Well, let's okay. Let's get to the Halloween stuff. We talked a little bit about the horror stuff we're doing these days. Oh, yeah. Bakri, uh, let me let me hit you with a just a simple question here. Uh, what's your biggest
1: fear? <laughs> biggest fear? <laughs> snakes. 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 Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes I'll just be, like, really high and by myself and just, like, thinking about, like, statistically I'll probably encounter a snake sometime between now and when I die. And that <laughs> sucks. <laughs> I just, like, I just hate the fact that that could very well happen sometime. Yeah, I've encountered a couple snakes in my life, and that always sucked.
2: Have you encountered them, like, in the wild?
1: Yes, a couple yeah. of times. There was one time – I think this is, like, where my fear of snakes came from was, like, I was, I was at summer camp, and we were swimming in this, like, some river – Fucking whatever, and we're we're out. A bunch of us were out on this like big rock, you know, like I don't know, twenty feet away from shore or something like that. Not like not that difficult or anything. And it wasn't like the water was very slow, um, but this water snake shows up, and I don't I don't know enough about snake taxonomy uh, taxonomy to know like what kind of snake it is, but like it was a swimming one because I saw it swimming, and. Um, it basically wandered into like an area of a bunch of us kids. And then kids started screaming. Cause Oh shit snake. And the snake was like, Oh fuck. And like was obviously freaking out because there's a bunch of giant monkeys screaming at it. And, <laughs> um, and it came like super close to me and this other kid. And then we were freaking the fuck out. And then it like hissed at us and then like kind of swam away in the other, other direction. And that was it. It didn't bite anybody. It was fine. Like, you know, we were yeah. far more terrifying to that snake than it was to us, but that was a very harrowing experience. And I'm yeah. like, on this not shore area where I will eventually need to swim back to snore ashore where I know there's a snake in there now yeah uh and so I had to like it broke up the nerve for like 20 minutes to like swim back to to the shore <laughs> uh, in snake infested waters and of course there weren't any more snakes but yeah. still yeah yeah that was that's my that's my no story. that's
2: that's pretty good yeah, yeah I, I sea creature I mean I know a snake swimming isn't a sea creature but Things in the water scare the shit out of me. Yeah. That's definitely like up there with me. I wouldn't say it's my like greatest fear, but like all that shit at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Scares the shit out <laughs> of me, dude. Fucking uh, anglerfish are like oh, they terrifying. Suck. I hate those. Oh uh, yeah, dude. Just the creepiest shit down yeah. there, man. Just like, just like weird distorted
1: fish that are like all weird and they're big. Oh yeah. Like that's the part that in the bottom me. of the sea. Like they just they have a whole different pecking order. Like you have a whole different set of skills that you need to survive at that level. Yeah. You know? Like why are squid that big? They shouldn't be that big. They shouldn't be that big. You seen those like War of the Worlds looking ass squids? Like the ones with like the the really really long legs that like kind of go at a right angle. I got to show you a picture later. Holy terrifying. shit! They look no. like tripods, but like oh. more more legs. Oh that! Fuck that, dude. I can't remember what they're called, but
2: I can't because like I think giant squids are like sixty feet long,
1: something something like like that. that. Like way too big.
2: That's insane. Yeah. I mean, and I get it. They're down there. They can't come up and hurt me without like (laughs) turning into like jelly. Yeah. But holy shit, it still scares me. So bad. Like anytime, like I watch a video of it, I'm like, (laughs)
0: oh,
1: I don't feel good. There was this. uh, There was this guy on. Uh, he's on TikTok, but I would see the, his re uploads on Twitter or on, on YouTube It's called like hood nature. And, uh, he was talking about at one point he was talking about like a giant octopus or something like not that big. It's like, I don't know, 20 feet, which is like still horrifying. Um, but he was like, okay, so before I tell you this next fact about the giant octopus, go ahead and look at the crack under your bedroom door. Go ahead and look and like, look, you know, you know what the crack beneath your door looks like a giant octopus can fit under that. No. It could slip itself under that.
2: Fuck. Yeah.
1: Octopuses are like, have no fucking bones or nothing. So they can get into the net, like into the hideous, biddiest little cracks and just squish themselves through. Well, and they're smart too. Yeah, like they're really they, smart.
2: If they ever really like got their shit together, like, oh man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The only problem is they're like, they're also very squishy and easy to bite into and also delicious. They're very tasty. So. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. yeah you so they fry pretty, those dudes up. Yeah. So like they can live for a long time, but most octopuses die in a year
2: okay interesting yeah. yeah huh well i'm still scared of them oh yeah same
1: yeah. i mean i'm scared but fascinated when it comes to octopuses i don't want to yeah. like i don't want to yes. encounter one in the wild but like i don't know i'd hang out with like a, a an octopus that like an expert told me was safe you know okay. what I
2: mean? yeah i don't know if i'd go that far but again i'm like afraid of the sea so that's fair yeah yeah which you know, I, I I feel like a lot of a lot of people have died out in the ocean, and True. I'm just heeding their warning. <laughs> the exactly. sea is scary, and I don't like
1: it. Yeah, it's a lot of um. Apparently, moray eels can be very friendly.
2: Oh, interesting. Real fucked oh, up faces. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the other thing. I mean, like fish are like the closest thing to like aliens, like sea creatures. You I know, would say so. Like, cause just the 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 environment they they have evolved in is so dramatically different than land. Yeah, you know. Uh, just fucking real weirdos down there man
1: have you seen what happens to male salmon when it when when mating season starts no they go like they go goblin mode like, they straight up, they kind of start looking like goblin sharks. It's no it's way. Horrifying.
2: That's yeah. really scary. Goblin sharks, another scary one. Goblin sharks are terrifying. They shoot the mouth out. Yeah. 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 Goblin sharks, I, I guess just sharks in general. I mean, I get it. They're not that dangerous. We don't need to, like, go killing them and all that. However, I'm gonna, scary. If I, if I saw scary. a
1: shark, I'd kill the shit out of that.
2: Yeah. I would. I, people are like, you can just punch him in the nose. I'm like. I could I, punch him to death.
1: I'll fucking <laughs> great white. I wish. Look, let me find a great white whacking out there. I'll fucking.
2: I'll get him. <laughs> Well I, I've always hated the whole like just punch him in the nose and you'll be good it's like if a shark is swimming at me the last thing I'm thinking is oh oh I just I just uppercut the nose right like and also you're underwater your movement is like half you know
1: that's very true
2: like you're you're not in your element yeah. like if I found a shark on land maybe I'd feel a little more confident yeah
1: but that's not. <laughs> What you want to do is you want to get the shark in like a triangle hold with your legs. Then, <laughs> uh, illegal MMA move, 12 to six elbow. Just bam, right yeah, there. Yeah. Right on him, the back of his Hit him with the Tony Josh hit. Just, <laughs> just yeah. right, hit Get him right there. Tap out. Tap out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the shark's like wearing a tap out t-shirt. <laughs> we don't tap out. We pass out. Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. man. Taking all challenges uh, from sharks. Get over here. <laughs>
0: I
2: also really fucking hate those... Uh, uh, what are they like Japanese like spider
1: crabs oh the ones that you like a tsunami will happen or whatever and you find them like clinging to the sides of cars and shit yeah like, and they're wrapped just around huge. a car yeah yeah horrifying creatures yeah. and
2: I feel like this is like I bet they're delicious though oh yeah I this I feel like this is peak human nature like or especially like this stage of human nature no animal is a threat to like us by for the most part like right?
1: existentially speaking like now
2: yeah exactly yeah. well and like outside of like a scorpion or something that's like way out of its element and in my room or something like <laughs> yeah i'm never gonna be like in danger of them but god are they so scary
1: they're to just me. spooky
2: yeah yeah too too much yeah i mean yeah we got like black
1: widows i guess it's like the the only and like I, I guess there's some wild cats in california somewhere yeah that's about the most terrifying it gets here i think
2: yeah occasionally like a bobcat will show up uh in west sacramento <laughs> oh sure yeah that's that makes sense pretty. you know what okay speaking of spooky land animals i saw a video on twitter today that was like um a hiker hiding behind a tree as a moose oh, went down the I saw that trail same video yeah dude that thing is
1: he- i knew moose were big that thing was like they seeing so it from much a human than perspective. You think that they are, yeah. I
2: know, dude.
1: It was like double horse. I saw. I saw a video of um. It was like in Alaska or something, and like a traffic was like it, it was like bad weather or something like that, and like traffic was at a standstill, and there was a moose just walking between the cars. It was towering over those fucking things, like in my head i'm like a moose is like it's a big ass deer it's like it's yeah. like uh, yeah yeah it's like yeah about horse size that thing's a fucking kaiju like those things yeah. are terrifying huge
2: yeah. i can and those antlers are like Children's side, like big <laughs> yeah. children, like like the children that you'd be worried about. Yeah. Children,
1: you know. I think I'd struggle to take one of those down with my bare hands. I think that would be a real, I, real test I, of I'm, my might.
2: Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I've like even give even, me
2: a run for my money. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Boxing match though, if he had to obey the rules, I think I could get him. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I think so. Yeah, if he's got to wear gloves and yeah. he can't headbutt or anything, yeah. oh yeah, done deal. <laughs> Fucking, <Duh>. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to our domain with <laughs> it's, rules. It's like <laughs> It Man Two, where they tell him he can't <laughs> kick. <laughs> None of that. None of that fancy Chinese boxing over here. You have to use your use the old Dukes. And none none of that
2: fancy Canadian shit. Moose. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome to the art of two limbs, all left and right. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> yeah nature's
2: terrifying nature's very terrifying i'm trying to think if there's any birds that i'm i've got we went sea
1: land now to air oh birds are friends for the most part oh no wait no i got attacked by a goose one time fuck that guy oh fuck geese fuck that goose especially but like (laughs) geese and swans fuck them both
2: yeah birds are real fucked or like geese are real fucked up yeah ducks are are pretty fucked up if you hold them to human standards of they are but like i could take any duck yeah yeah exactly i don't think there's a duck big enough i'm trying to think it's like even the biggest bird isn't that big and it still has hollow bones. Talons are definitely a threat. But like... Oh, the
1: biggest birds are like an ostrich. I wouldn't fight an ostrich.
2: Oh, I forgot about those motherfuckers. I forgot biggest, about... It's
1: like flying birds, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah.
2: Condors no. can get pretty big,
1: I o- think. ostriches don't fuck around. Yeah. Yeah. We Like, emus have to be like one of the few animals that we have, like humankind has fought a war against and lost.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to think of... I mean, I'm sure like villages have been destroyed by like tigers and stuff like that.
1: Uh, yeah, I guess, but so. like
2: you've never like I'm
1: talking like a government, like a yeah. you know, like with guns and shit. You yeah, know? still could not get rid of emus.
2: Yeah, okay. Here's here's a here's a question for you: If animals could team up, right, and all of the animals in the world decided to team up and take down
1: humanity, do you think they'd win? Do they have, is this a planet of the ape scenario where they get I- enhanced intelligence or like the only thing that changes to their cognitive ability is that they want to team up?
2: Uh, I would, the, the second one. So they're, they're able to like, maybe like communicate and maybe even coordinate a little bit, but they're still as smart as they are now. But now their main goal is to kill humanity. I think with the ability not to
1: coordinate other. like to any degree, I think that they become like a real serious threat. Yeah. Like, I don't know that they win that war ultimately, but I think they do drastically like reduce our population. Yeah. If they tried. That'd be that'd be sick. Yeah. I mean, not, cool. that would I'd not be sick be.
2: in real life, but that'd be like a good movie or whatever. That'd be a cool
1: thing to read about in like a history book. Yeah. Like if that happened to us now and then I was reincarnated into a future student and reading that, it'd be like, Oh, that's dope.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't really want to exist where like scorpions are like, let's sneak in and fuck these dudes up. Yeah.
1: Like mm you know you can ride uh, ostriches uh, in, like, there's places you can go in Australia and ride them? Really? But because they are, you know, birds and stuff, there's, like, a pretty strict weight limit on there. It's, like, 160 pounds or something. Okay, so no Americans. uh, Yeah, I was, like, I read that at, like... 19 or something like that i was like fuck you can ride ostriches hell yeah i'm going and then like i saw the weight limit i was like i'm never gonna weigh 160 pounds <laughs> i'm never gonna be donkey Kong country this is just never gonna happen yeah i think the the
2: lightest as a i i think when i was like 18 i weighed one i think i weighed about 160 and that's like the 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 lightest as a post pubescent adult <laughs> that I've, I've
1: ever weighed yeah so uh yeah, I so no ostriches for me either, no. I guess. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Maybe we can ride a rhino or a swordfish.
2: Oh, rhinos always seem like such a badass animal yeah.
1: to like ride or whatever, but apparently they're like pretty chill. Apparently, rhinos are like have the disposition of like dogs, like they're very friendly, but they live in a, like environments with a lot of predators, so they have to be like on their guard and they also have terrible eyesight. So like if they see you, they oh. will charge. But if you somehow manage to get close enough to a rhino to establish that you weren't a threat, it would probably be pretty chill with you.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But it's
1: like mainly that they're like horribly nearsighted and like, they're like kill first, ask questions later. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Cause it's like, chances are good that like whatever they're looking at, that's like roughly its size or whatever, <laughs> you know, like that's as tall as a human is probably a threat. It's like mm. probably, you know, a Jaguar or a fucking, or just a hunter, you know, something like that. So they
2: have the mentality that cops think
1: that like, <laughs> yeah realizes, they have like, like a good reason to think so it's <laughs> like a lot of people kill rhinos for like their horns and shit yeah so.
2: yeah that's always really sad the whole like hunt like rhinos and elephants like taking them taking them down for their tusks and stuff like that that
1: one elephant did nothing wrong oh that's that killed like, that guy the, the, no the one that the one that killed that lady and then came back and stomped her out in the in the funeral oh really oh did you hear about that no no i missed oh, that one. Oh, yeah so there was a um A funeral for a lady. I want to say it was in India, but maybe it was somewhere else. Um, They're holding a funeral. Elephant comes in out of fucking nowhere. The same one that killed her and fucking stomps her shit out in like in the coffin. (laughs) And apparently this elephant had traveled like basically burst through her wall, dragged her out and killed her ass. Uh, to begin with and walked hella miles to do so like this was a grudge <laughs> <laughs> I have not read exactly like what it was she did she must have like murdered all of its children in front of it or something holy
2: shit but dude. that
1: elephant was like out for that one lady's blood and and fucking and got it got it twice <laughs> got holy it twice. shit yeah. yeah. You
2: don't hear about somebody getting it twice from an animal.
1: You have to be really pissed off to come at some come to somebody's funeral and stomp him out again.
2: I know. You yeah. really got to hate somebody. For yeah. That. Yeah. I God. I hope she sucked.
1: But <laughs> I <laughs> hope so. Yeah. I'm like, really. but, you know, knowing how people are to elephants. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I got to hear this whole story before I say anything against the elephant. Because yeah. I mean. Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I was, uh, I I think this is probably an urban myth, but I heard this story one time um, after it was like, it was an island kind of in the Pacific, kind of near like Mm. China and stuff like that. There was like a typhoon or something that went through and it like really like messed up uh, the ecosystem there. Yeah. And so there's all these tigers on the island and they had like lost a lot of their like habitat and their like food sources. Oh, yeah. So they
1: started uh like hunting people oh is this where the people had to wear the masks on the back of their heads yeah 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 so
2: like because the tigers won't go for you if they think you're
1: looking yeah. at them so you would have crazy like it's like a fucked up game of red light green light
2: yeah <laughs> so you'd have families that were like just sitting in their homes like eating dinner and a tiger would just come out of nowhere and just grab one of them and just drag them off into the jungle fucking wild dude right what a
1: fucking that's that's a horror movie that is a horror movie uh, <laughs> attack of the killer tigers yeah and like okay
2: cool we killed that tiger there, <laughs> there's more out there and there's they're all so doing many this more shit. tigers
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's so crazy they won't attack if you if they think you're looking at it though like mm-hmm. i don't know like maybe maybe a lot of people around that area were just like just had guns on them or something like that or were able to like shoot tigers real good when they were yeah. charging but i don't know yeah i think like even if I was looking directly at a tiger, I think I'd have a hard time taking down a tiger.
2: I think a lot of animals probably overestimate humans without weapons, you know?
1: Underestimate me a lot of time <laughs> is a thing. Tiger, though, that's a, that's a pretty worthy matchup. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, I feel like anything with, like, claws really has an advantage in yeah. a one-on-one fight there. Especially
1: with, like, the muscles necessary to just, like, take my head off with one swipe, you know? Yeah, it's like... That'd hu- be pretty tough.
2: <laughs> humanity really evolved to, like, make tools and stuff. You, you take that away, and it's like...
1: <laughs> we can run a long time. Some humans can run a long time. I can't.
2: I can't. Yeah. 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 But they, they say that that was the thing that with early humanity is like, we oh, were. Yeah. yeah, we were like slower than like every other animal in the, wherever we were hunting them, but we could just keep running you and the other animal going. couldn't.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, so you just like, even if we were like just walking or something like that, you'd, you'd track a fucking woolly mammoth for two weeks or something like that. And it would have to just constantly stay on the move to keep away from the humans. Yeah. And eventually it's like, I can't fucking walk anymore. What do you yeah. want? Fucking, it follows out here. I, I, I <laughs> can't goddamn do anything. And then we just get them. We absolutely it followed. Uh, like <laughs> yeah. Caribou. That shit. was the hunting style back then. Yeah, that's how you did it. We're going to fucking stalk this mammoth for a month. <laughs> I mean that's scary. That is scary. It follows is a scary movie. It is a scary movie. Speaking it's of like Halloween, the the scariest movie about an STD I can think of.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to. There's got to be other STD movies. There was one I, I watched.
1: Uh, I went to a I went to what they called a relationship camp uh, in, in in at for church in my middle school youth group.
2: Oh, oh I I kind of know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And they
1: showed us they showed us like uh, you know, like how they did like in Driver's Ed they did like the the movies or the the video psa documentary yeah the blood, it. blood on the asphalt that's right yeah. yeah they had that for stds pretty much and so they were oh like, shit someone's like i just had unprotected sex with my boyfriend one time and now i have warts on my vagina and it's mm-hmm. like just scary stuff like you <laughs> see just, just <laughs> telling you scary shit like that to yeah. tell you to never have sex you know yeah uh, i went to one of those that was pretty spooky
2: that's pretty spooky yeah, yeah my my broke ass like rural school just that <laughs> we had like a projector that they put like laminates on Ooh, there you go. and those had pictures of stds and it's like this is why Classic. sex is
0: scary <laughs> uh
2: the one it was interesting though like we went to like a pretty i like i the town i was in was like fairly conservative mm-hmm. um but the school itself actually like it was like here's how to use a condom here's like If you're going to have sex, here's how you should use it. Oh, that's pretty good. They go up to like any size, so don't believe a dude who's like, "Oh, I'm too big for condoms." (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So there was a lot of stuff like that. So it's like I actually got an okay education on it. That's pretty good. Yeah. The the one thing (laughs) I do remember a lot though is we had to we spent a, a lot and I mean a lot of time in sex ed class learning about the different like organ parts of like here's the the vast deferens and all these oh, yeah, other yeah the
1: fallopian tube and the, all that stuff and yeah
2: i think all of that is like in terms of like sex and not having stds and also like not getting pregnant and all that stuff none
1: of that shit really matters. <laughs> it's a bit <laughs> more like academic than it is functional like yeah you know, it's still I, it's still good to know in the same way that like knowing how atoms and molecules work i guess
2: but yeah like- yeah, but, like, your day-to-day is not Im- necessarily improved because, like, oh, electrons. Chemical bonding, oh. of course. Oh. negative ions. of course, oh, oh. Naturally,
1: naturally. Oh, oh. It's so all, it all tracks. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's good to know in, like, a general sense.
2: Yeah. You, you I don't know. remember
1: any of it. I remember, like, like really. a little bit. Yeah. This much.
2: Yeah. I, I don't what know what an
1: electron is.
2: <laughs> I know where the electron is on a woman and <laughs> I know, <laughs> but I don't know how my penis works. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: <laughs> Only so many weeks. You can teach this kind of stuff. You know, <laughs> Had to take sex ed two for that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit.
2: Well, do we want to, do we want to get into the real spooky star of this? Um, yeah, I suppose so. Okay. Uh, so like I said, we watched the first six episodes of Higurashi. Yeah. When They Cry?
1: Higurashi When They Cry or Higurashi no Korani. The, yeah.
2: There we go. Uh, yeah.
1: From 2006, yep. uh, you want to give a brief breakdown of the show? So this is based on the, I think, 2000 visual novel by 07th Expansion of the same name. Uh, this is about a group of five kids um, of varying ages in this rural community called Hinamizawa. They're... Is some freaky cosmic shit going on around a uh, a deity, a like a village deity named? Um, oh God, what's the name of it?
2: I'm I'm just gonna put this out there now. I know no one's name.
1: No one's sure. name. Oh, I got you. No, and I character can't even. Names. I can't even help you with that one. It's like something sama. They call it like. Oh, uh, fuck.
2: It's like Oriyashima-sama or something. Yeah.
1: God, man. I remember like all the other fucking words, but not. Oh, Yashiro-sama. Yeah. Hey. Um, There we go. Uh, So basically this God's causing some weird fucky shit. And these kids are going through this cosmic time loop where the same week or so keeps passing. And every single time one of them goes some degree of insane and some murders end up happening. Um and so in the episodes that we watched, uh, this girl, uh, Reina, and her best friend, or and her friend, Keiichi, uh end up in this psychotic war, or like battle to the death kind of situation where like, he's not sure if she's crazy, and then she goes crazy, and then crazy shit happens.
2: Yeah, he's got to figure all that out and yeah. everything. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I like the, cause so the first four episodes cover the first sort of, time loop i guess yeah and then the next two are a separate one mm-hmm. and uh i wasn't expecting that yeah yeah like, no, it just it keeps going like episode four had a pretty tidy bow on it i was like wow really where are they gonna go here yeah, 22 more episodes what's happening yeah, yeah. Like, okay yeah but i actually really liked that because uh it it's i think i think it works really well because it's like horror i think it works like these stories are get really good pacing because they can just kind of keep them tight to an extent, you know? And then the next one's almost like a completely different story. It just happens to involve the same characters. Yeah.
1: And like take place around the same time. Like the, the, um, the fucking, the cotton drifting festival. Like happens every time.
2: Yeah. Like, I guess in the second loop, they didn't, they also didn't really have to introduce the characters and their personalities as much. Yeah. Cause you already kind of know it, but even then it's, it still felt so different.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like um, new characters are introduced, and like just it it goes down very differently. It's almost like I don't know if you're familiar with this, but the the second season of the Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya ended up doing what what is famously dubbed the Endless Eight, Mm. um, where so Haruhi is like the god of that universe, right? And at one point she's trying to like relive a certain day perfectly, Uh, and so each episode is a retelling of that day, but only with like minor differences. So like. The characters' outfits will be different. And instead of watching the baseball game in the morning, Kion is watching the news or something like that. But by and large, it's the same episode eight times. This does that a lot better, I think, where it's like <laughs> there's there's things that you like anchor points like, oh, OK, the fucking the Wataganashi festival is going to happen every time. But like, you know, it's it's from a different perspective. We kind of see different things happening and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, basically the same if the same stuff is happening, but it keeps it fresh every time. It seems.
2: Yeah, and I, I think that could definitely, like, work in this show's favor, like, long-term, too. Yeah. Because I, I, I like the idea of, like, horror anthology movies <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. Most of the time, I find, like, the the whole is pretty boring, but there will be, like, one or two where I'm like, oh, shit, this is really
1: good. Yeah, like, when it actually pops off. But like, yeah. Yeah, a lot of that buildup. Yeah. Yeah. And so
2: that so I like I like that they're these are almost it's almost like a anthology yeah. thing. There's a little bit more to it there.
1: But. the the visual novels, so so the way that it was originally done was like each arc, like the that four episodes we watched was one arc. Um each arc was its own visual novel, like and they were like distributed in a in a series. Um and that first one I think took me about ten because I've read the first one and I'm like started on the second one. I've read I think it took me like close to eight to 10 hours to finish it. Like it's oh, much longer. Yeah. Interesting. And I'm like a pretty fast reader too. So like, you know, um, if there's, there's so much more of like the kids just hanging out and being buds and like playing games and doing all this stuff. And then every once in a while, would just throw in something that was like kind of just a little strange, but like, it took like six hours to get to the part where Reina even like really cracks, like more than just kind of her like brusque answers to KG's questions about the, the guy being lynched or whatever. Um, so, like, you really kind of get a feel for these characters and then all of a sudden something's a little off and you kind of sweep it under the rug. Like, yeah, whatever. It was just a strange little occurrence. And then it starts getting more and more creepy and, like, you don't really want to believe it because of how much time you've spent with them. At yeah. That and this kind of does away with that, but I think it does a really good job of, like, pacing. Like, you feel a kind of connection to these characters. You feel, like, you know, fond of, like, their, their goofy hijinks and stuff like that. And then something just goes a little off and you're like, huh, that was strange. I'm sure that didn't mean much. And then eventually we get to where we end up in episode four
2: yeah well and we were talking about it like during while we were watching is like the it whiplash makes it sound too mean but like, <laughs> like it, it's almost like a like a jump scare when like they're having all this fun they're doing all these things and then all of a sudden the character's like why are you lying to me <laughs> yeah and it gets like really serious like the music like stops like it's like it it's a jump scare in in a more, I guess, kind of uncomfortable and psychological way. But yeah. it does feel like a whoosh.
1: Yeah. Like just everything kind of comes to a screeching halt for a moment.
2: Yeah. And it's it feels uncomfortable. And I really I liked that in this show a lot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I could I could definitely cause I played uh, Doki Doki Literature Club. Yeah. And it's kind of a similar thing where you're just hanging out with these characters for like probably four hours before anything happened. Maybe not that like a long. a good but, amount uh, of time. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. probably
1: around three at least, I think.
2: Yeah. Uh, honestly, like half the game is just hanging out with these characters. Yeah. And it being a little weird sometimes. Yeah. You know? Um, and that's a, that's also a really good game. And probably the only spooky visual novel I've played. I've uh, played, well, played a couple of.
1: Well, I've played a couple. I've played The House in Fata Morgana. I haven't finished it. I'm working on it. But I'm, I'm like, pretty far along in that. And uh, I also read all of Song of Saya. Which uh, was a strange one.
2: Yeah, I've been I've been wanting to. That's that's been forever on my bucket list <laughs> as long as I've known you.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a pretty pretty strange one. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I can recommend it to anybody, but it sure is interesting.
2: I that's that's my favorite review. <laughs> yeah. No. So so this is so yeah. So there, like you were saying, there's like ten different visual novels mm-hmm. that are all the similar thing. So that's where the show. Yeah. Seems to get its stuff from. Have like you finished this ten. show before?
1: No. Uh I've actually actually the the visual novel is like the most I've consumed of, of Higurashi but like um I started uh I I guess I quote unquote got into it with the 2020 uh reboot of uh Higurashi Go um which is like it's a remake retelling but like also kind of different but people say it like sticks very closely to the visual novel in other ways I don't know. Um But yeah, I watched that and I was like, I feel like even though this is telling the story from the beginning, I feel like I'm walking into something halfway. Like just the way that it presents its information kind of makes it feel like there's something, some things I'm supposed to know already. Um, So then I just started reading the VN uh, and I'm only going to use original character, uh, like the character portraits, fuck the new character portraits. Those, Those horrible, giant, floppy things are my favorite. Yeah, let's talk about the visuals of this
2: show (laughs) and also the visuals of that, uh, the visual novel. Yeah. Uh, Because you were saying, like, so watching the show, it's like a very 2006 anime. Totally, yeah. Like, uh, there's a lot of, like, Moe stuff, a lot of, like, characters turning chibi or, like, those, those like, shorthand animations that are really cute. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that, which I think works really well in this show because it contrasts the scarier stuff. I agree, yeah. Uh, But these characters look so it's like that peak, like I'm just going to make a character weird because I can't. Yeah. Um, like everybody's got a different hair color. That's mostly how I remember the different characters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then like the biggest one is that one of the characters just straight up has a
1: gun. Me got that bang on her.
2: Yeah. She's just got a, like she's got like a, a fucking strap with a gun
1: mm? and it never comes up. Never. Apparently. Nobody mentioned. I mean, in any Higurashi that I have experienced, no one has even mentioned the gun that she has in a holster on her like shoulder area.
2: It's like, so, but it's like it's just one of those choices where it's like, well, I'm just going to do that because I think it looks kind of interesting. Yeah,
1: only in her street clothes. It's not. It does yes. not bring the gun to school. Yeah, it's important. Very responsible. Yeah. Um.
2: Yeah. So I, I, <laughs> so then you you showed me the the visual novel, and I guess they updated it, but the the visual novel has the look of like how to draw anime for like <laughs> middle schoolers you know like- it's
1: got a very like uh bulgy deviant art style to it um yeah the the characters look like they have three fingers and just like gigantic heads and just uh and the backgrounds are all just kind of like real photos that have just kind of like got some weird filters on them to make them look more I think it's supposed to be going for, like, a painting effect, but, like, doesn't really quite look like that. I know those Photoshop filters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I, I love the look of the era. Like, I tried playing with the updated um, character portraits and stuff. I was like, this is not nearly as interesting.
2: Yeah, I think there's a certain level of charm to the, like, look of it. Yeah. Like, the visual novel and this show, too. Like, it, it's of its era, but, like, in a way that I think works still, Yeah,
1: you know? I think so. Yeah. Like I I think that the the 2006 anime holds up like very well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I never got too
2: too bothered by the visuals everything made sense to even if some things looked a little generic like yeah. the protagonist is like could be in any shonen show you <laughs> really could yeah yeah like you could plop him straight into like digimon and he could be any of those characters
1: he dresses a little bit like a digimon character yeah he's got like a vest on top of a shirt like with a yeah he's got a whole thing yeah going. it's like kind of a shorter vest like it only kind of comes up to his like midriff but then he's got like a kind of tight like black shirt under it and yeah some kind of like Camo shorts or something like that. I can't remember.
2: Yeah, the kind of clothes that like only anime and like cyberpunk characters <laughs> wear.
1: Yeah, totally.
2: Um, yeah. But I think that the like like we we're saying, visuals work pretty well. The hands are definitely a little weird in some shots. Uh, yeah. There's one scene in particular in like the fifth episode where a character is like holding two cups of tea. Yeah. And like we could and like there are long shots where they're just kind of sitting on these characters talking and like we just gravitated instantly to those weird noodles. It's like hands. all
1: you can see when you notice it.
2: Yeah. Oh my God. It was like the guy had like a minute to draw hands and like (laughs) dropped his pencil yeah
1: just kind of like a weird flesh shaped square with some bumps on it yeah wonderful
2: on both sides so it looks like (laughs) it looks like the hand is more of like a claw with like fingers on both sides Mm -hmm. incredible it's the best yeah yeah and i don't and i i'm not trying to like dock on the show or anything like that like it's bad it's just oh sure that definitely like i was like oh man (laughs) (laughs) oh this
1: is wild yeah um. Yeah, it's like production-wise, I like I like the show quite a bit. Yeah. yeah, music's a lot of fun too.
2: Music. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember as much because a lot of the audio is cicadas. That's true. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I, for I, those at home, uh, Higarashi, uh what Higurashi Nanakukori no literally translates to when the cicadas cry. So, oh,
2: uh, uh, you know. right. Yeah. Okay, I remember it had something to do with cicadas. I couldn't remember that translation. Yeah.
1: I don't know if it literally tra- – I think it literally translates to that, though. All the transla- – it, it's always translated in the VN and everything like that as when the cicadas cry or the cicadas when they cry, what have you. Okay. Yeah. Is, so
2: I guess for anybody that doesn't know, the whole deal with cicadas is that if it's really quiet and it's summertime in Japan, you hear the cicadas. Mm-hmm. And they're these loud fucking bugs. They're like <laughs> – it's yeah. my best sound. Yeah, the worst, the worst sound. Yeah. I still get mad at that sound in anime. <laughs> to an extent. I, I know the context now, so it doesn't bother me as much, but it's still like that episode uh, of Evangelion where Shinji's like out in the middle of nowhere and he's like, contemplating his life and the cicadas are just super fucking loud. Yeah. I was I thought something was wrong with like my TV or something. <laughs> I was like,
1: what is
0: this? I
1: think, I think in that in that Boku no Natsuyasumi video, um Tim Rogers kind of talks about like, you know, just sort of sort of like packaging up your own nostalgia and like, you know, giving it to somebody else. I think that like Having watched so many animes where like that ends up being a signifier of like it's a quiet summer day, like has kind of like latched onto me too. Like it makes me nostalgic for summer vacations, even though I live in a place where like I've never heard cicadas naturally. <laughs> uh except that one trip to the East Coast I made recently. Uh, there heard, you go. heard heard like one one time. Yeah. Um yeah. well it only takes one because they're so big. Yeah. That's the other terrifying big thing. Ass about big ass fucking bugs. I know they're harmless, God. but Jesus.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I don't. Well, it's just like those, like the the big bumblebees. Oh, God, I hate those. Yeah, absolutely terrifying. We'll probably never fuck with you if you don't fuck with them. But like terrifying. A a big uh, bug shouldn't be that big. No. And he's moving.
1: Fuck that. I'll go fucking fucking Roger Federer on one of those things. I got a tennis tennis club that club. What do they call those? Tennis racket. Tennis racket. (laughs) I got a tennis racket. I'll fucking
2: my fucking tennis stick. I'll get this guy. Yeah yeah no i uh yeah no i just my picnic somewhere else now like uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i'm not having that yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so i guess kind of so we we can kind of talk about the the arc and a half that we we watched so the first arc was like was
1: it like snatched by a demon or uh, onikakashi was the original name of it i think it's yeah it's like it's snatched i think yeah, snatched by a demon was what they called it yeah, yeah. um And and spirited
2: away or whatever and the deal is in the town during the cotton drifting festival which is like the big town festival uh someone will get killed and someone else will disappear under mysterious circumstances Mm -hmm. and that that festival's coming up and like who's doing it what's going (laughs) on and um the the main character becomes friends with like these girls who are in this like gaming club and pretty quickly like i i love the tone shift of like everybody's best friends and then by the second episode uh he like is like something seems a little off like why aren't they telling me about the dismemberment and he's like hey are you guys lying to me about stuff and the girl just like turns it around on him like who are you talking to why are you talking to the cops like why are you (laughs) doing all this stuff are you lying to me and it's like all of a sudden he's like on his back foot. Yeah. And he's on his back foot for like the next like two or three episodes. And I was like, oh, this
1: yeah. is so heavy. And that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of the the really like the interesting hook of it is that like, you know, you can tell something's wrong. Like, you know, from 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 KG's, uh perspective, like you can tell something's up. Yeah. But then like, you know, you try to bring it to someone that you kind of you think you kind of trust, you know, like he and Rayna are good friends. And then she's like, "No, you're being stupid." Or like, you know, you're like you're accusing us of lying. You've been lying about these things. You were talking to a fucking cop when you said you were called to the principal's office, all this stuff. Yeah. Like, we all have secrets. What's your fucking problem? And he's like, "Oh, well, now and I'm I think fig- I feel like Kate in that moment, Kate, She's like, "Well, I guess I'm the asshole." Shit, you know. Yeah. But he did have reason to, you know, have some suspicions We find out.
2: Well, and he's definitely like, uh, like the paranoia sets in in a really natural way where it's mm-hmm. like these characters are like accusing him. They're being really like threatening to him. And they, you know, as far as you know, they could be behind these murders and disappearances. Yeah. So if they've gotten away with it for like five years or whatever, or they're a part of whatever has gotten away with it for five years. What the fuck are you going to do?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You totally know,
2: the as an outsider who barely knows anything all you're doing is getting in trouble
1: <laughs> and yeah. it's it's super scary that's true like on uh, on one hand like Keiichi is like clearly hasn't seen enough horror movies in his life or something because like, you know, he hears about this, um, like the backstory is, is uh, in Hinamizawa, they were, the government was planning on building a dam that was going to basically cause Hinamizawa to be like flooded and turned into a reservoir. Obviously the people were unhappy about that. They've staged all these protests and stuff. At one point, one of the workers on the dam project ended up being lynched and cut into a bunch of pieces and stuff like that. Nobody talks about it. And so Keiichi hears about this from an outsider, uh, from um, god damn it, I can't remember his name, photographer uh, guy. Photographer guy, yeah. yeah. Hears about it from Tomitake. Um, hears about it from Jiro Tomi- Tomitake and goes like, huh, nobody told me that before. And then when he brings it up to Reina, like, hey, this this should be news, and she's like, Oh yeah, I have no idea. And then like yeah. when he presses her on it, she like gets defensive. Um, and that continues to happen. Um where was my point of this? I don't know. But, oh, you were, should you were know up- better than to keep poking around.
2: I yeah. Think. As- especially when everybody because there's been other deaths and a couple of them were basically like um like one was a guy who was like a proponent of the dam yeah. in the town. He died like everybody died under these weird circumstances or yeah. disappeared and all that.
1: There's this kind of constant theme of like the, the, with the people of Hinamizawa, you are one of us or you are an outsider. And if you are an outsider, then like, you know, and you cause any trouble we'll get you. Yeah. You know, and when, when Keiichi kind of labels himself an outsider in, 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 you know, asking around about this situation, that's when things get, get ugly for him.
2: Well, and he makes the, the big mistake of talking to the cops and the weirdest detective. Don't talk to the cops. Don't talk to the cops. But he, he makes the weirdest, like that cop,
1: is so weird he's got air conditioning in his car though there you go
2: no the (laughs) like (laughs) there's such a good scene in that second or third episode where the uh, main character is talking to the cop in his car Mm -hmm. and it's like the cop is just saying all of the details because at this point um the photographer guy has like died and his like girlfriend wife has also disappeared yeah and he's like hey you were the last people to see them alive do you have any details and he's like yeah i don't really know anything the cop's like, so anyway, so they disappeared at this time. They did this. They were over here. And then he's like giving this kid all <laughs> of the fucking details. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if that's what cops do. And then like the next episode, he just like, hey, can we go get like lunch and talk about the
1: the details <laughs> of the case of a fucking cosplay cafe? <laughs> yes!
2: There's like a maid in like a basically like a like a bunny girl outfit, yeah. like not far off from it. Like serving them coffee as they're talking about this case, I'm like, "Why is the cop bringing this teenager here? What is
1: this?" <laughs> even even outside of the propriety of like being a cop. Like I feel like there's a certain level of like maybe don't talk to a 15 year old about gruesome murders that happened to someone he knew very recently. Cause like, yeah. you know, he says, he's like, Hey, when's the last time you saw Tomitake and his, and his colleague or whatever. And he's like, Oh, I saw him last night. He's like, yeah, since then he, uh, he clawed out his own, he like clawed his throat until he like hit the, uh, the artery. You should never touch. That's,
2: That's a weird way to say and, that. And that was <laughs> such a good line too. It's like, touch the, got the artery. You shouldn't touch. I'm like, I don't know if there's a lot of arteries I should be like touching. No, the other one's yeah. totally fine. Just yeah. not that one. Yeah. It's like a, a bit while watching it where he's like, Oh, he touched the forbidden artery. Uh, <laughs> he can't help
1: himself. He loves it. it. It's so tempting. <laughs> <laughs> it's calling to him like the ring of power. Just like, I got to I got touch touch
2: touch it. It <laughs> <laughs> was really funny too. Cause he dies in the second arc and it's like the same thing. He's like, oh, I got him again. Got yep. He can't help
1: himself. He's just, <laughs> he's a, he's a machine. He's a mess. He can't stop. Um, <laughs> Uh, they don't they do not do it quite as hard in this one, but I think in in Go and also in the in the visual novel, Oishi mentions, or Oishi and the narrator mention the air conditioning in his car like a really weird amount of times. Mm. Like when he invites Keiichi to sit in his car with him, he's like, oh, let's go to my car. It's got air conditioning. And then like the first line is like, the car is air conditioning. Blue, hot, crisp, cold air into the car. So, and then like, you know, he says something and then like, uh what's his name tries to light a cigarette but like the air conditioning is messing with his lighter it's it just keeps messing mentioning the fucking air conditioning over and over
2: the the author just got a car
1: with air conditioning, <laughs> He's, yeah. and he is stoked it's like it's so fucking muggy here in the summer <laughs> and now i got a car with air conditioning and everybody needs to know i mean to be fair ac is pretty great ac is great
2: yeah uh, like i i you know sometimes i'm like we should go back in technology and all that but wherever we go let's bring air conditioning
1: yeah it's so great because like i'm i don't know what it it gets like temperature wise but i hear it's very humid in japan and um humid plus heat is a real bummer
2: yeah that's why i can never live on the the east coast i cannot deal with like like when the humidity just goes up like a little bit in sacramento i get so fucking (laughs) complaining like i just i i can't shut up and then like i i was on the east coast i was in dc and it was like 90-something humidity, 110 degrees. Oof. Like, end Nasty. me. Yeah. End me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, West Africa gets crazy, crazy humid, but luckily uh, not that hot. Like, I think the hottest was, like, high 80s or something like that. But, like, it's so humid that, like, when they step off the plane and take your first breath, like, it's, it, it gets stuck a little bit. Ugh. You're like, <laughs> oh. Like, <gasps> like it takes a second to adjust.
2: <laughs> like, why is the air
1: Thick. yeah it's thick that's <laughs> yeah. exactly it yeah and that that takes them fucking a while to get used to you yeah have to like sleep for 24 hours pretty much but
2: um yeah but yeah i i get i would be excited about ac in a car if i was in that circumstance exactly I'd yeah spend More the rest power of my to vacation you, in that
1: car <laughs> yeah <laughs> um Yes, oishi sonny has got air conditioning in his car. He's got air conditioning in his car. That's important, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of weird little idiosyncrasies with the series that I just I they're very charming. Very yeah, charming.
2: I mean that's the the vibe I have from the show is that it's very like like it's written from the perspective of like somebody who has a bunch of like fun ideas and isn't very concerned with how people would behave realistically. No, yeah. Like, the, everything the cop is doing is super weird, but He's a really good way to like advance the plot and give someone for the protagonist to kind of latch onto that could help him, but it doesn't have the most direct power here. And it's know? it's
1: got it gives us kind of a bird's eye view of the situation too, because Keiichi is like largely in the dark and nobody else is really revealing what's what's going on. So, like, he's a good just kind of mouthpiece for, like, this person was killed at this time and he was found here. There were no drugs in his system, but it seems like he killed himself. Very odd. I wonder what's going to happen next. And then, you know, he just kind of drops the whole fucking case file in front of Cage. He's like, this is everything that's happened in this town. Every murder that's happened in the last five years
2: well, this cop loves hot goss. Like he, he, he sure he, does. He divulged all of like the history of his friends, <laughs> like of the main character's friends, like immediately. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> she right. has to take drugs for psychotics. Cause she hit like four people with a baseball bat <laughs> when she was in like middle school. Yeah.
1: Like, and your other whoop. friend Satoka, her, fr- her older brother, Satoshi just went missing last year. And was like, it's crazy. He was acting a lot like you were actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that about girl? Don't get me started. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> the one that carries the gun everywhere oh i know right <laughs> in japan <laughs> in J- yeah that's the funny thing is like I, I think it's i as i understand it it's very difficult to get guns in japan like yeah. just any kind of, like even a handgun is like you gotta you gotta have some access and some connections
2: yeah know? and i would really doubt that you could just wear it out in the open like that very too. unlikely yeah. yeah
1: but i don't know rural towns are different i guess yeah, yeah country living you know yeah everybody's got a gun in the country so. i get. yeah that's that's what i learned watching uh um, <laughs> Watching Gunsmoke, I guess, and Hot you Fuzz, and, and Bonanza. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I watched yeah. a lot of westerns with my dad. Mm.
2: <laughs> uh, so I really like how when things start to escalate in this arc, it gets like really uncomfortable. Yeah, like in in a way that's both like scary and kind of funny. Yeah, like I he's he's basically like in the the later half like haunted by the brown hair girl. Oh, uh, Rena. Rena. Yeah. She, uh, and it's so funny that there's like this like cute anime girl outside who's like drawn very anime style, like yeah. not realistically at all. And he's just like, she's outside, she's just standing there in the rain, and then like zooms in, and there's
1: like <laughs> this this anime girl sitting there smiling, like and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> she's constantly repeating, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." <laughs> yeah, the which way- is, which is pretty spooky. like if I looked outside the window and saw an anime girl doing that, I'd, I'd react similarly. Yeah, I'd but, probably come out with a baseball bat too.
2: There, there's a really good Jinji Ito. Um, Manga that's uh, basically about a guy who can melt people's brains by apologizing to
1: them. Whoa, yeah, kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> Maybe she was trying that.
2: Maybe she was trying it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's really, it's really scary too because like she's trying to bring him food. Like it, the the arc starts with her bringing him food, mm. and it's like really cute. Mm-hmm. And then she, they get food again, and there's like a, a, a sewing needle in his food. Yeah. So like, it's like, oh shit, they were like trying to get me. Yeah. And then she like he's like, oh, I brought you more food and he's got the latch on his door. Well, okay. First, I love that he opens the door to figure out what's going on with the latch on there yeah. and she instantly pulls the door. Yeah. Like just, hey, what's up?
1: And she starts like <laughs> pulling on the chain and yeah. stuff too. And the moment she realizes she can't get to him, that's when the, the cutesy voice comes back. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she's like, even after a lot of those moments, like her, her cutesy demeanor is kind of disarming. Like when she's, yeah. when she expresses concern about him because he's acting just like how uh, Satoshi did, like it's, It makes you kind of want to be like, oh, maybe I'm overreacting. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's also an element of, too, when she's like, you're acting just like this. uh, What was it, Satoshi? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're acting just like the Satoshi guy. He was swinging around a baseball bat. He was acting really weird. And there's like the part of, at least for me, where I'm like, oh, shit, maybe he's going crazy.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and everybody's like, they're fine. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And uh, it's like, Oh shit, like maybe they are fine. Like maybe she is just a normal, cute anime girl. Yeah. And he's just having some weird psychotic breakdown. Yeah.
1: But you don't know. And so it's like, it's again, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. She's
2: scary.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like the only thing that like really kind of, Leads me away from that possibility is that is the like the recap at the very end where um, Oishi finds the note that Keiichi has left behind yeah. and the note has been doctored and something's been taken from it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I really yeah I love I love the ending of this whole thing. Yeah, it's so um, like when he's being chased by like the Amazon delivery workers. Oh yeah, and like like when he's at his house and he's going to be injected with like some weird thing that he doesn't know what it is mm. and um he's like trying to figure out what's going on and like these workers are like pulling up to his house and these like nondescript work uniforms <laughs> yeah, and like a scientist and they're trying to get into his house it's like who the fuck are these people yeah what is going on and there's so, and like they i don't think they explain it in that arc no. and it, so it's just like what the fuck is happening like that's and that's Really scary. To
1: me. Yeah, there's there's some stuff like if I recall what I've seen of the second arc, correctly, there's some like things that like if you kind of connect the dots, you're like, oh, maybe that makes sense. Maybe that's where they're from. You know what mm. I mean? But like, yeah, it's such a like just a sort of bewildering out of nowhere kind of situation. Like now we're like originally we're just afraid of Reina, and then Mion's kind of in on it too, and now there's just fucking guys coming out of nowhere trying to get this dude.
2: Yeah, and th- and that's that's really because really? now it's like you're you're in an uncomfortable position because there's like these girls that you don't know if you can trust them or not they seem really untrustworthy but nobody believes you that's uncomfortable yeah and now you have like powerful dudes coming after you mm-hmm. so it's like 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 just physically stronger than you people yeah and so it's like you have zero power totally yeah so scary
1: yeah it does a really good, yeah, it does a really good job of, like, taking the power away from Keiichi, like, you know, yeah. despite the fact that he knows some shit's going on, he's got the bat with him and stuff, like, he can't protect himself. It's just impossible. Yeah. Yeah. And his parents leave at the worst fucking time, too.
2: No, Yeah, yeah, yeah. His parents are like, hey, we're going to Tokyo. Uh, you'll be fine, right?
1: Yeah. We're already there, actually. Dogs are, like, going fucking ballistic out there. I don't know what's going on. Oh I don't. I don't think it's getting picked up, but, like i've never heard like whoa that was wild i've never heard those dogs get like that i've heard them bark before but not like that yeah that sounded like trying to kill somebody bark yeah there were a
2: couple of people who i think just moved in over there and they've got a new dog so maybe oh there's
1: different new neighbors now
2: uh well i because there's a bunch of people that live in that house oh okay yeah and uh i think some new people moved in so maybe the dog dynamic is different maybe they got like a big golden retriever i was gonna say golden receiver but that's like the second or third air movie
1: (laughs) oh it is that's that's clever it's
2: good like that That movie's fucking wild the dog plays football and he gets tackled and like by people by like there's a person who tackles him and everybody's worried about the dog like oh my god is he gonna be okay is what did you think was gonna
1: happen (laughs) he's gotta do it like yeah you
2: he's he's going after like you have to (laughs) tackle people in football That means you, if you're going to let the dog play, you have to tackle the dog. You
1: have to tackle the dog. You could yeah. just choose a path of nonviolence. That's that is the opposite of what football is. Yeah, a little bit. yeah. <laughs>
2: just radical pacifism as NFL. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe you just have a dialogue. Maybe you could just debate oh, the dog. Yeah. yeah. How about the winner of the Super Bowl be
2: decided in the uh, uh, marketplace of ideas? Exactly.
1: Yeah. But wow. we tackle each other with our brains.
2: <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> uh I'm trying to think of anything more. Oh, we're leaving out a huge, huge thing about the first arc. Oh, quite so. Yeah. Um, first episode, they find a, a, who they refer to as a Kenta-kun. Kenta-kun, yeah. Kenta-kun. You want to tell everybody who Kenta-kun is? It's Colonel Sanders. It's Colonel Sanders. Colonel
1: from from <laughs> Kenta Fried
2: Chicken. Kenta- <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, the entire arc, anytime something was happening, I was like, this is cool. When are they gonna go get uh there's they so they find like it's like a like a statue that you'd have in front of like a restaurant? Yeah, yeah. And it's of, in a
1: dump, like a landfill. Yeah, and yeah. it's Colonel
2: Sanders and he's like trapped under some stuff. Mm-hmm. And the girl is like, I really want to get this Kenticoon. Like, I really want to get this guy. I would want I, to. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. And the entire episode or the entire arc, all four episodes, I'm like, when the Fuck! Are they gonna go get like <laughs> Colonel Sanders? <laughs> and then they never do. That's, they never
1: do. Colonel, the Colonel's the real victim of the first arc, I think. Yeah, you know, it's just left. <laughs>
2: like, I think I said the dumbest thing while we were watching. I'm like, is Kentacoon being trapped under the junk? Like how <laughs> the main character is trapped in this weird psychological nightmare.
1: <laughs> I mean, like on its face, like it makes some sense. Like you can't, you can't get him out. Uh, even though he knows he's in there. Well, kenta kun doesn't maybe doesn't mm-hmm. know because he's a, a statue, but Keiichi knows. But nobody's
2: helping him. Yeah. You know, both so People both with a ke sound. Yeah. Yeah. There's, There's something there. They're they're
1: they're quite alike, the two of them. Yeah. yeah.
2: From from KCF. That's right. From That's what KC- the sign C- Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I cared so much about them getting that. And he never comes up after the first episode. I think
1: they mention him uh, cause, cause they, oh, I yeah. think in the second episode he goes and meets with Rika and then Rika, uh, not Rika, um, Raina. And um, what's it? Oh yeah. He, he says like, oh yeah, I think we need like some sort of like ax or hatchet type of thing to get this out of here. And then like, she's like, oh, I'll be right back. And then he turns around and she's like standing behind him with like a. It doesn't really look like any sort of axe or anything I've ever seen. Uh yeah. It's, it looks kind of like Renji's sword from Bleach, but Yeah. It's like it's like a big ass cleaver. Yeah. And not even like a
2: good cleaver. It's it's like a horror movie cleaver. Because yeah. like the edge of it has like a spike
1: that comes off.
2: Yeah, yeah. Which would be terrible if you were trying to like cut something. Looks like it's
1: made for killing people.
2: It is absolutely made for killing people. Yeah. yeah that is a weapon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. I don't know. I so first arc, uh, I I loved it. Yeah, like that was fantastic. Like uh, if I guess just not to get to the review portion, but mm. the way I feel about the show in general is that I'm not as crazy about the cutesy parts mm-hmm. of it. Like when I'm watching those, I I kind of tune out a little bit. Uh, okay, but it, it it pays off. Yeah, you know like like the the fucking scary parts more than make up for any part where i'm like oh this is a little dull for yeah me, you know?
1: yeah totally yeah i'm uh i'm curious to see like yeah i really want to i keep kind of waffling as to like which format i'm going to continue with like am i going to continue with the vn or am i going to watch the anime or going to like blah 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 like or the fucking several re renditions of the anime that there are um but yeah i am one way or another, I'm very keen on finishing this whole this whole story because it is it is super interesting.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I think um, it's it's yeah it's it's super super compelling. Yeah, like at least these. So let's talk about the second arc. Oh, right. The first arc super good. The second arc, um, which we I guess we only watched if it's four episodes. Also, then we only watched half of it. Yeah, yeah. We but, watched
1: six episodes, so we watched two episodes of it. Yeah,
2: yeah. I so we mostly watched the cute parts, but it starts to set up what the, the horror element is, yeah. which is that they've walked into a place they shouldn't have been. And now fucking ghost
1: Sama is going to fucking come for them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, old Tomitake once again, dies uh, touching the forbidden artery, <laughs>
2: touching the forbidden artery.
1: Uh, he touches, he touches the no, no vein. And uh, now he's not <laughs> around anymore. Um, but uh, the, the, the Onikakushi curse or whatever, basically says that like, one person dies, one person disappears. In this situation, four people entered that shrine. Two people have died, which means that two more people should be disappearing. And Keiichi and Mion's twin sister, Shion, uh, were the other two in the shrine. So it, it goes that they are probably going to end up getting vanished.
2: Yeah, and that's kind of the interesting... So that's the, that's the big thing with this arc, is that Mion, the green hair girl, has mm-hmm. like a nearly- gun the one with the gun, yeah, has a nearly identical twin named Shion. Without a gun. Without a gun. That was, that was the main way I I told the... Difference. Like they had different <laughs> hair and different clothes, but like the gun was what I used.
1: Yeah, the way they talk is a bit different too. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Usually the gun is the good indicator. Yeah,
2: good indicator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really expected it to be like a you don't know. I thought the arc was gonna be you don't know if they're the same person or different people because the first episode really kind of is like maybe Mion is lying. Yeah. But then eventually you see them in the same place. So that dispels that. Yeah. Pretty it kind of
1: plays it like that too for a minute. Yeah. Um, Cause <laughs> like, yeah. Cause like, you know, she's like, Oh, I'm not Mion. I'm her twin sister. Shion, And I just know you because she talks about you a bunch. And like, it it seems like it's playing that up to be like, Oh no, of course they're the same person. Yeah. And when ostensibly Shion brings Ken, uh, a cagey lunch at one point, and then when he says, hey, I brought you back the bento box. The lunch was super good. Thanks. Like, Shion goes like, she reacts as though she didn't know that happened. She's like, I didn't. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. And like, so it's kind of implied that Mion was impersonating Shion and brought Keiichi lunch. Oh. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense because they're already friends. But um, yeah. And it seems like maybe there's some sort of love triangle sort of, sort of situation going on. But uh, yeah, potential spoilers. I don't think it's going to end very well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, so I guess that's. I'm Okay, I'm really torn on this. Mm. The start of the arc shows a graphic murder involving the characters.
1: Yeah, Rika, I think, gets stabbed by ostensibly Mion, but they can dress like each other. Yeah,
2: so so there's a little bit of mystery, and I like the second one more. The first one shows protagonist killing two of the other characters, and I felt like I was very curious how we were going to get to that point, so Mm. I thought that was super interesting. But it did it did kind of like flavor things in a way that I would have I I at least for that first arc I wish I hadn't seen that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's like it's it's not terrible. I just I I would like it to be more shocking. Yeah, I I like shock stuff. That makes so. sense.
1: I think I think like for one thing they wanted to let people know like what they were getting into like and because yeah. because the VN opens with that too like the VN starts with not as descript obviously because there's no like animations but like um it does start with like something or someone is being hit with a club or a bat. And like, there's kind of like very kind of nondescript monologue stuff going on. Um, So like, you know, following the pace of the VN and then also like letting people know, like, this is not just going to be a cute little slice of life thing. Somebody's there's going to be some violence, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And and I, I think that it's a good idea to set immediately like, Hey, this is going to be a horror thing. Yeah. Cause I think it does kind of help paint all the cute stuff in a certain light, Yeah, which I think works for it. I just wish it was less clear exactly what was happening. That's fair. That's fair. Um, the second one, though, I mean, it could be there's there's a lot going on. Yeah. So uh, I and it, it's not super obvious in what's happening. So that'll be really interesting. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I might when the arcs seem to end, I might just like start them. The, the now that like when a new arc, I think is going to start. I might just like skip ahead like 40
1: seconds. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just skip that trailer. Or yeah. That that that. that. Uh, sneak peek altogether yeah yeah
2: yeah if they're gonna keep doing it i think so that makes sense um but that's me i don't th- i don't
1: think it's like a deal breaker i think i think i suspect that future arcs are going to kind of start trying to separate your expectations of what's gonna happen like i think i would like that i think it's entirely possible that like because 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 when we see cagey uh i don't think we actually see who he's hitting with the bat at the very beginning
2: i you, i think do, you do because i i knew see. i knew
1: it was those two okay all right so or I, either i guessed super well or <laughs> but you knew lucky. it was it, you knew it was reina and and, Mio. and so yeah. like in that situation like you would kind of guess that Keiichi was the aggressor that he's gonna go crazy and then mm-hmm. that's you know clearly not the case like i'm wondering if they're going to go even further in like building you up to expect one thing and then they go in another direction you know yeah and, like how well they can like keep you guessing and keep you guessing wrong i guess yeah yeah absolutely but i don't know i i it's it's been one of those things like i feel like i've been fucking up for a long time by not being more familiar with uh with higurashi continue to feel that way and Umineko. (laughs) there's a there's a whole nother series by the same by the same people that i need to read
2: is it also horror uh yeah
1: but it's it's like a it's like a period i think it's like a victorian type of thing it's called uh umineko when they cry which is seagulls when the seagulls cry oh Um, interesting yeah seagull umineko literally means like ocean cat yeah, was oh, like, I was
2: like, I expected it there to be a cat in that translation. Yeah, no,
1: it means it means uh, sea cat, means seagull. Yeah, the huh. yeah. more you know. There you go. Oh, that's funny. Yeah.
2: Um. Well, I can. I yeah, I can dig it. So, second arc. I'm trying to think of anything else. But I like. So I love the setup of their like the final destination to themselves. <laughs> yeah. And now you don't really know what's going to happen. And then I also okay, maybe I take it back. At least for this part about mm. the little te- teaser thing, uh. they show the little purple hair girl with a knife, right? And she Rika
1: has the knife. I thought I thought it was Mion that had the knife. No, it was a little purple oh, hair
2: girl. Shit, um, I'm pretty sure. Maybe, oh. maybe I'm wrong, but I, that's what I remember. And um, there's a whole thing about like she when they got when main character goes into the shrine that he shouldn't go into. Mm-hmm. Um, he's supposed to be cheering on his friend little purple hair girl but he doesn't and then he lies about it yeah and that's something i really like in this show is how the lies trip him up super quickly yeah like he he like he is not a good liar not really he's he's good at like telling a lie zero follow-up and it puts him in really precarious situations really quickly Mm -hmm. and i love that i love it
1: yeah and like people always know exactly what he's getting up to as well. Yeah, like, yeah, he can't hide shit. Yeah, he's the uh, and, and 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 I mean, it turns out like at um, least so strongly suggested like uh, in episode five or six, uh he runs afoul of some hooligans, some uh, some Yankees, um, the biker oh, yeah. gang, and um, what's it? They're they're trying to pick a fight with him, and Shion comes out to like you know yell at them essentially like hey get out of here um and they're like what the hell are you gonna do we're gonna mess this kid up and then like they turn around and like everyone on that block is surrounding them all of a sudden like they are ready to fucking take these dudes out yeah and they they get spooked and they take off but it's like you know again the people of Hinami Zala are very close-knit but like these people are acting like like one united front kind of thing to the point where like the whole town could be in on the cult you know what i mean
2: yeah and i think that's gonna kind of come up more and more yeah because uh, at first i was like does she have like mind control powers like what is going on here yeah but i think it is more a like yeah a cult kind of mob mentality kind of thing
1: yeah there's there's one plot detail i think that kind of lends itself to that but like i have an incomplete knowledge of like the second arc so like i'm not gonna and it's not mentioned in these episodes so i'm not gonna uh, spoil anything but yeah there's something else that makes me think like maybe maybe that's like kind of a red herring uh um, oh interesting but i'm not
0: i'm not quite sure
2: yeah i'm super curious about where all of that is going especially yeah. with like the this sp- i cannot get out of my head the spooky shadow organization that shows up at the end
1: oh yeah yeah of Just the first a, arc it's, it's like the fucking painters or whatever
2: yeah it makes me so uncomfortable it's yeah. such a weird thing spooky it's very spooky yeah. i love it mm-hmm. um yeah well i think that covers most of my thoughts i'm
1: just gonna i'm gonna look at my notes here real quick we, we covered kenta i got to say all those confusing names um people die yeah uh oishi's car has air conditioning yeah i think that about covers it
2: yeah that's yeah. that's all the stuff uh, yeah kenta the the big one for me yeah uh, spoiler alert they never get
1: kenta out yeah. of the junkyard kenta never survives I mean, that's it's the real a... tragedy. Yeah. The real horror there. He just Is he keeps go? living that week over and over <laughs> again. <laughs> just in that
2: junkyard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's get to the review part then. Yeah. You know, let's, uh, we got our rating system here. Uh, keep watching. Eh and total garbage.
1: I have resolved to keep watching this show like I I really 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 want to finish it in like, you know, I want to get to a point where like I've seen just about all the important Higarashi related stuff. Like I, I really like the style that it's got going on. Yeah,
2: I yeah. really and like I said earlier, I really like the the anthology type thing that this has going for yeah. it where it's like even if I don't like, like like let's say I watched four episodes and I was like, "Oh, that mystery kind of sucked yeah. or whatever."
1: It resets yeah. and you go on to a new spooky thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like if you don't like this one arc, like you you might like the next one better.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so but so far, I mean, I've liked what what I've seen. I'm I'm with you. I'm in the keep watching for this one.
1: Yeah. And if, if you or you, dear listener, would like to give the visual novel a shot, actually the first chapter, like the the first arc that we just watched. Mm-hmm is free on steam really yeah, it's you free just, you just download it um oh. the rest of the chapters are like five bucks a pop or something like that um okay. but yeah that first one's free there's also uh i have a couple of mods on it to like uh to have the soundtrack and i think the cgs like the, the um you know when an important plot detail happens they'll show like a more detailed like photo of it rather than just the character portrait standing next to each other um i have those included from the the psp version i think um which I think enhances the experience a little bit. Um, that are
2: They're like a little bit cleaner? Or?
1: It's it's like, because, you know, most of like what a visual novel is, it's like text box and then, you know, these character portraits are just standing next to each other. And maybe like one will have like an angry face or one will be a happy face or whatever. Mm. But they don't really interact with each other or anything. Like in this, like say the part where Keiichi tries to slam the door on Rika, um, like it'll show actually of an image of like a, you know, more detailed drawing of like, cagey slamming that door or something like
2: that oh okay you know um oh yeah because that was a whole fucking crazy scene in the anime exactly yeah yeah.
1: so like and i I think it actually kind of adds to the experience to me to go from like these weird fucking puppet things (laughs) (laughs) to like a much more like detailed uh high fidelity photo like you know drawing of these characters and stuff like that like that that back and forth is really fun to me that's Uh, cool but yeah
2: yeah, I'm definitely tempted. Like, I think I want to watch the anime as, like, my way. Especially since I've already seen the first arc That's or fair, whatever. Yeah. And it sounds like it's fairly long. But I am tempted. The visual novel, I,
1: yeah. There's a lot going on in the visual novel that you don't get out of the anime. But, like, yeah, it's a time commitment, so.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, know, I don't know. There is something. I, I do like the uncut. Like, I've, like, Doki Doki. And I've played, like, some other weird visual novels in the past. And I like how into the world you can kind of get yeah. in that that thing. Uh, doki doki really kind of got to me in a certain i mean like it did with a lot of people so yeah uh yeah that i I, that's why i'm like i'm i'm very tempted like "Mm, i already know the first thing but yeah it seems seems scary (laughs) yeah but yeah i i'm thinking i'm gonna keep watching the the anime itself especially like we're recording this in like mid-october for Mm -hmm. halloween and it's like I got plenty of time in the right season to watch
1: this. That's true. So that's true. This would be a good thing to good thing to watch through. Yeah. Yeah. I like it.
2: Well, hell yeah. Uh, nice. It's nice that we we've got like a a positive feeling about a horror thing. I was kind of like we, when we started it. I was like, mm,
1: this really feels like it's going to be the
2: hard, eh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it really it really grew
1: on me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 I've liked Higurashi for. A while now I continue to like Higurashi. It's yeah. Good. I, I do need to get around to Umin neko That sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah. Get there eventually.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that you know, and that makes uh two years in a row that we've we've done good on Halloween spooky stuff. Cause I think we watched Paranoid. Paranoid, yeah. that was another great one. That was a really good one. Um, and uh, they're and in terms of ranking, I would say they're both better than the Jinji Ito collection.
1: Yeah absolutely i would rather yeah yeah I, if, there, if there is a gulf <laughs> <laughs> between the quality yeah. of junji ito collection and this for such, sure
2: such a but we're sitting right next to my like my junji ito collection of oh, manga
1: quite so it's and, uh, got frankenstein oh that is actually a junji ito frankenstein i didn't know he did frankenstein
2: he did it's it's really good it's oh. the only way i've ever experienced frankenstein
1: oh i'd read the i read the wishbone version
2: oh I was, I was the young
1: guy you know <laughs> Being on the wishbone versions of classic literature.
2: I mean, that seems like the easiest way to get
1: through shit like *Grapes of Wrath* and all that. Yeah, I did actually. Oh, it was I think it was *Of Mice and Men*. It was, oh, it was a wishbone oh version. God, yes. Yeah, I read like *Of Mice and Men* and like uh, *The Red Badge of Courage* and *Huckleberry Finn* and like a bunch of like actually a bunch of like classic literature. What? But okay, these were the wishbone published versions. They were not versions featuring a Jack Russell Terrier as the main character. They did have the cover. Did show that. And that is what I thought I was signing up for initially. But the actual text of the story just tells the story, you know, more or less as it was intended. There are, however, certain wishbone specials where they do change the narrative so that the main character is a Jack Russell Terrier. But that—that that is not all of the wishbone books. There was like Beow- Beowulf. They changed it to like B-A-Wolf. And, and uh, in, in that one, he is just a dog. Okay, good.
2: Yeah. because I, 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 I feel like more stories should be told with dog protagonists i think so i would love i would love to see um, any of the anime that we've watched just have a dog yeah Um, i would love to see uh, just people trying to survive the depression is grapes of wrath the only classic literature i can name apparently there's other john steinbeck books uh in 1984 it the main guy (laughs) wilson is or winston is a dog he never says it but he is a dog. It's I knew, a, I knew a dog named Winston. He was a it's wish- he was a basset hound though. Wishton. Wishton. Yeah. There we go. We right. provide Winston and
1: Wishbone. For those of uh, for, for those of <laughs> am who <laughs> might be a teensy bit younger or just weren't watching a lot of TV in the late 90s, Wishbone was a was a a show where they would reenact classic literature but the main character was a dog named Wishbone. He was just a he was just a cute little dog who really loved stories and uh, he would he would picture himself like he was the protagonist. And so you'd see like, yeah, Huckleberry Finn or whatever. But Tom Sawyer is, is is a dog or whatever, you know, stuff like that.
2: I don't remember it at all. Really? But, yeah. Oh, I watched the fuck ton of Wishbone as a kid. Dude, I every time you say Wishbone, and I know it's incorrect, yeah. but every time you say Wishbone, I think of Lamb Chop.
1: That is very different. Very I different. I did watch some Lamb Chop as a kid. But. I And I know I'm incorrect, but yeah. every time, I just think of that little lamb puppet. Lamb Chop and Timmy the Tooth were my shit as like a fuck is timmy the tooth it is exactly it's it's like lamb chop it's I, like a puppet show okay
2: yeah i could have figured
1: it out right but it was about a tooth and his name was timmy and his <laughs> best friend was a toothbrush and they would get up to hijinks and misended and adventures um keep your dental
2: propaganda
1: away <laughs> from my children <laughs> and that like that's the thing is I, I don't remember there being a whole lot about like actually like make sure to brush your teeth kids like what it, wa- it wasn't just a show to convince people to do that huh that was just sort of a byproduct of it it, it by virtue of it being about a tooth. Okay. Um, Interesting. Or, granted these are memories of like from when I was like 4, so I mean maybe I'm a little off like 100 years ago at this it, point. Exactly yeah. might as well be. Um, on that topic, I did find I found uh I've been I've been revisiting Superbook recently. The fuck I, is I tagged you in a tweet about <laughs> this is what I was talking about at um at Peter's party uh where it oh, was the, it was oh, the Bible yeah, anime. yeah. Yeah. I found it there's a fucking Superbook reboot that is going on right now so this is like the bible anime this is the bible anime superbook is a is an 80s anime animated by tatsunoko productions uh and and it is about this kid named chris and his best friend joy and uh, hi i'm chris t he's, he's chris <laughs> t anity <That's it. laughs> his name's chris i just now made that connection actually I did not uh, i watched this when i was like super fucking young like it's one of my first memories but uh this kid named chris lives in a house down the uh, down the street and around the corner his dad's a scientist his best friend's name is joy she lives like across the street or something like that he has a dog named ruffles and a, and a robot named gizmo um originally referred to as gizmo the crusading robot it has a big cross on its yes. <laughs> like a crusader cross on its chest um the 80s what? were a different time they, my roomba really, is but. christian <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it had like one of those big wind-up keys in its back oh, anyway excellent. wouldn't you know it ruffles the little dog uh she just she just up and god uh, doggone goes into a time portal and ends up in bible times and chris and gizmo and joy have to go after uh the dog and um in every time, like the dog goes running through a Bible story and the kids have to go follow it. And, um, they kind of just like kingdom heart style, like tell this, the Bible story, but like Chris and joy and gizmo are like also just around for it. So like, you know, they meet this, this shepherd named David and they're like, what are you doing, David? And he's like, well, I got to fight this big old giant named Goliath tomorrow. And I don't know how I'm going to win, but I'm going to trust in the Lord. And like, you know, it's just, just that
2: story. So, so when you were going through it, did you replace Donald or goofy with David?
1: I'm making that's a,
2: good, yeah. that's a good, that's
1: right? a I think I would have to replace Goofy. With, yeah, with yeah. David, yeah. 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 They probably fill a similar role. I think so. Uh, actually, I don't know. Goofy ends up being more of a defensive kind of thing. Uh, I don't think David could cure. It could use cure though. And that's really important. Oh, to that's get. a big one. Yeah. If it's critical mode, I'm probably going to have to replace Goofy. Uh, normal or proud mode. Probably Donald. Depends. <laughs> Cause you get one shot. Like why it's going to one shot you on yeah, critical mode. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That guy's that guy seemed real strong.
1: Yeah. yeah, that wasn't me failing to understand what you were saying. I just started thinking about it really, like you, realistically. For yeah, some reason. you gave
2: me a quizzical look, and I should have <laughs> known that you were processing. I know, I got stuck. Like, like, I was like, like, I, like oh like,
1: fuck, which like, one do I replace?
2: You're you're not you're not prepared for the bit. You're prepared for a legitimate
0: answer <laughs> to my question.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it, if I remember correctly, in Kingdom Hearts three, they they do away with that. That they, they, you just get a, a third or a fourth party member good yeah yeah that's the way it like should be it should be like that. <laughs> yeah 100 <laughs> yeah, percent um but the thing is they don't just tell the like the pg bible stories like yeah you've got david goliath you got jonah and the whale you got you know moses etc etc but like the, like job is one of the stories
2: i because you posted like a clip or something from the that job was from one? job yeah yeah
1: He's like, and the part where he's like covered in sores, his uh, his his children have all been murdered by like ravagers, his oh flocks are destroyed, his house is burned down, and the winds are howling, and he's begging God to put him out of his misery. And I'm like, this is a uh, for little kids. I was watching this when I was like learning to read.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I like, I okay. When I was a kid, I did not understand the story of the prodigal son. Oh yeah. Um, and now that I'm older, I get it. <laughs> I understand where it's coming from it's about forgiveness it's about you know yeah it's about forgiveness and I always just think I'm gonna understand what the fuck job is about at some point I still don't get why it's so hard like why god was like fuck this guy
1: in particular well because because green satan was was told yeah, god like yeah i, I bet i bet he I bet he won't I bet he won't still love you if you kill his kids. Yeah, I bet. But yeah. what if you gave him a bunch of sores as well, and like, also burned his house down?
2: Yeah, I I cannot really come around on that story. <laughs> yeah. It's so fucked up. Yeah. Like-
1: <laughs> they also do like um they do like uh the story of Lot, which is where they have to flee Sodom and Gomorrah, and then his wife turns around and she turns into a pillar of salt. Um. Right. They do they do Samson. What an, what of an idiot! Yeah. <laughs> Women, am I right? Uh, <laughs> uh, turning into pillars of salt, right? Like they do. Uh, they do Samson, of course. They do. Uh, they do David and Bathsheba. You know that story? No. So David, same David as David and Goliath, ends up becoming the king. Right. Um, at one point, oh, have you seen Veggie Tales, King George and the Rubber Ducky? Not,
2: not, not, you are, not you, recently. You are fucking yeah. up, Stu. Not. Something. I listen. I've probably seen it. I just don't remember.
1: <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I thought you. I thought you were an anime expert, Stu. You haven't seen. <laughs>
2: You can't. You don't. You can't even name every episode. You're not even gonna be able to guess the <laughs> Veggie Tales OP, dude.
1: Um, so if you like to talk to tomatoes, uh, but <laughs> let me. All right, Bakari's Bible corner here. Um, David, <laughs> David and Bathsheba is the story of David and Goliath. David he has grown up. He's the king now. He sees out his window or whatever a beautiful young woman. Uh, named Bathsheba and turns out she's married and David's like, that ain't going to stop me. And so what he does is he sends her husband off to the front lines of the battle of the war that's going on. Dude, hella dies. And then David takes Bathsheba for himself and then like feels bad about it. He's like, oh man, I so got your husband killed. That sucks, man. That but like, really, you're really, really, I'm, great. I'm just real horned up for this Bathsheba lady. <laughs> um and then he's, he, like, prays to God for forgiveness about it. And God's like, hey, that sucks, but it's all good, dude. Hey, tell you what, your line is always going to be king. Uh, and then, you know, David has Solomon, and that's cool. Solomon's, like, a good king. Yeah. Everything's fine, even though that dude's hella dead.
2: Yeah. Old, man, Old Testament is such a – I feel like a, that's such a wild one to, like, try to, like – make an anime for kids or <laughs> and they did it yeah and i think we talked about it on the podcast like it's such a weird idea of making uh samson into a uh, like story for kids that was a weird one that one stuck with me yeah because it's so violent like <laughs> yeah. old testament's real violent and but like it's usually like god's like yeah and then i just blew up all these dudes yeah samson's like i'm gonna go and kill a thousand dudes with my bare hands
1: the with a donkey's jaw. jaw that's what it is
2: yeah which like i i guess that's stronger than a hand
1: i I suppose so
2: at that at that point though you're just a dude ripping people apart you're going full just just fucking superhero like superman when he goes off like the dark the the the, to the dark side (laughs) yeah like
1: injustice or whatever yeah Yeah. just ripping dudes in half yeah pretty much but it was the donkey's jaw (laughs) i mean that's that's the Bible baby. That's the Bible. Um and that's that's Superbook. You can that's you can super. watch that. There's a bunch of episodes on YouTube. I've been I've been watching them. They're not good, but you can watch them. <laughs> uh doesn't it hold is, up as well as I thought it did. It is wild that there is we
2: have the Bible anime. I'm like thinking but we don't have the Thanksgiving anime yet, right? Because that's like our. It is not. We've,
1: we've joked about it in the past. It is not Japanese animated. However, okay. I, my parents actually we did so. So I've mentioned it on the podcast before. I was I was raised for several years as a Mormon, um, and my mom, who was the one who got into the whole Mormon thing, main Mormon. Um, yeah, the main Mormon. Uh, my dad was the sub Mormon, but. Uh, <laughs> uh they don't listen to this podcast it's fine um <laughs> <laughs> but uh but they would go to the, my mom would go to the deseret bookstore which is like the the mormon store and uh they had a bunch of these these vhs uh like animated mini mini series things um animated by the same studio nest that did uh the the swan the swan princess trilogy oh, yeah. um same people yeah and uh, they did. They did uh, a bunch of them. They did like Thomas Edison, Ben Franklin, and one of them was um, William Bradford, who is like the 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 Thanksgiving man. He, him, and Captain Miles Standish and and Goodman Carver and stuff. They were like the the people who met with the uh,
2: oh. Set, and like that and started the whole Thanksgiving. Yeah. They, the
1: one Thanksgiving that was supposedly a good time for both parties. Yeah. In, in theory. Yeah. Um, where they, they decided not to kill each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they were like, and they all got along and we learned to plant corn and everything was great. The end.
2: And, yeah. 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 Cause that was definitely the lesson that Americans took from relations with uh, Native Americans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So there was <laughs> so we there were a each few other things equal. missing <laughs> from that story I found yeah. out later in life. Um, but yeah, so like we would actually watch that every Thanksgiving. Um, so I've seen the Thanksgiving anime many times. Okay. Well,
2: maybe we can finally get our shit in gear this year and do a Thanksgiving special. Yeah. Battle school dropouts. And we can watch that one. (laughs) Cause yeah, I don't, and I get it.
1: Japan isn't America.
2: Oh, so they're not going to do a Thanksgiving. I'm not
1: living in, I'm not, I'm not a Japanese person. No, no. Yeah. We got to We got to follow Tim's whole path Fuck, move you. Yeah. He's going to, like, school and stuff. He's, like, getting educated and not doing that Yeah, fuck that. 31 years old. Schools for nerds. I ain't going to learn shit.
2: At the end of every episode, we just dunk on Tim.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's, like, one of the
1: only people who listens to this podcast regularly, like, fuck Tim, dude. Yeah, dude. Hi, man.
2: (laughs) No, we love you, Tim. Yeah. We're mostly jealous. Much love. (laughs) Uh well shit uh let's let's do these these plugs here yeah uh I'll I'll plug Battle School dropouts here you can subscribe to our YouTube we're on Spotify we're on Podbean so however however you want to find us you can do it as long as it's not iTunes yeah you can totally find us anywhere anywhere else and we're we're gonna start trying to do more uh like video content and stuff yeah uh, so we got a video it'll either be out by the time this comes out or it'll be out soon where we're gonna uh try to see who can guess. Uh, anime OPs. Yeah, faster. that's an
1: idea that we came up all on our own.
2: All on our own. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I I saw that uh, Prozd did it, and he definitely stole it Kinda from us. Off, yeah. Uh, in in terms
1: of he did it uh, first and we, like a yeah. year ago. Yeah. Or something. Shit. Um, that bastard. So he's never gonna watch this. But uh, please don't like take too much offense to us. Bold face, bald face, bald like, facedly just ripping off your he, idea. one like, show He's doing. I like your work yeah he's great he's, he's in the doing the th- king's anime he's, he's in the depth oh shit yeah i well, can't remember great. who he is in it but he is in it i think he's gage maybe i'm wrong
2: he made he those videos look really fun we're just gonna do it yeah i want to have fun too
1: yeah also, <laughs> and i'm gonna win this i'm gonna win it so easily yeah this is gonna age really
2: well this is yeah this is gonna age super well yeah. listening to this and then watching that video it's it's just all gonna come together that's right (laughs) (laughs) what about you how can people track you down or what what are you
1: working on so king george and the rubber ducky basically retells the story of david and bathsheba but Larry (laughs) king larry is uh he spies a rubber ducky that junior the asparagus owns and he really wants it so he sends junior to the front lines of the pie fight that's going on Um, and he dies and junior gets pied i mean he's like he's alive but he's all pied up he's like he's all pied up and so and so and so larry takes his rubber ducky for himself Uh-oh. but then he feels bad about taking the rubber ducky but like junior's still alive so it, it doesn't really track you can find me uh <laughs> soundcloud.com slash octomammoth or twitter.com slash eight mammoth i haven't updated my soundcloud in like a year maybe just go to my twitter instead i don't know why i keep saying it first but go to my twitter <laughs> slash eight mammoth yeah I tweet sometimes
2: we gotta get your your VeggieTales lore podcast going,
1: the, the, the lore video series. I hate to break it to you, this is now my VeggieTales lore podcast. Oh shit!
2: <laughs> I, I thought Sonic was rough. <laughs> yeah, I've only just begun. <laughs> this isn't even my final form. <laughs>
1: exactly. Just wait till the silly songs with Larry uh, segment. That's gonna be a good one. Yeah, it's gonna be our new intermission. It's gonna there. be ranking shit. that next anniversary episode <laughs> is ranking all no. the silly songs with Larry. Spoiler alert: Cheeseburger gets number one.
2: No, it's still X arm. <laughs> <It's still X-Arm. laughs>
1: I will put my life on the line to make sure X arm does not get more than halfway up that ladder.
2: Of that that silly song with Larry. Of, of the silly songs with
1: Larry. Yeah, it's, it's going. It's going right behind. Everybody has a water buffalo.
2: <laughs> Incredible.
1: Oh shit.
2: Oh fuck. Well, good it, right. man.
0: Yeah,
1: good job. Uh, and remember. God made you special and he loves you very much. That's the VeggieTales sign out.
2: Oh, and uh, also don't get killed by anime girls. Don't get killed by anime girls. Yeah.
1: Have we talked about how the VeggieTales can't pray? Because they don't have hands? They don't have. No, because they don't have souls. They're not humans. They're vegetables. They only. this This is a director's note. They do not pray unless they are portraying characters from the Bible. Junior the Asparagus cannot pray, but Junior playing David in David and Goliath can pray. Because they don't have souls. So like. That's li- why t- Bob says God made you special and he loves you very much. But the veggie Tails will not go to heaven.
2: Well, yeah. Well, you gotta remember, God didn't invent tom- tomatoes. That was that's all mankind <laughs> there. God, uh, God did humans, and then we did the rest. Is that so,
1: true? Did we? Did we, no, make- we didn't. Okay, okay. I was like, it, are yeah. tomatoes? Man, I mean, unless
2: you count like Monsanto, like patenting like. Genetics. Like I'm sure, like as they <laughs> exist
1: now, but like in the same yeah. way, like <laughs> banana seeds used to be a lot bigger, but like tomatoes exist. Okay, okay.
2: I I heard uh to to keep this podcast going longer, I yeah. heard one of the the things that really kind of like tore Veggie Tales apart was that you had. Like everybody, like everybody who was working there, was pretty much Christian. Yeah, but you, some people felt like they were more Christian or more correct than others, and it it basically like you couldn't get through a day without people getting into like religious arguments. The snake swallows its tail once again. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but like you're making the the Christian vegetable show. Like, (laughs) calm down.
1: I can't remember his name, (laughs) the creator of the Veggie Tales show. Like last week got was like in, or maybe a week before was like, like got in this big like. Uh, argument on Twitter with some people about like uh, about like abortion and trans rights and stuff like that. Dude's politics ain't bad, actually. I why? What? <laughs> yeah. He
2: was, I, well, I, I actually I heard he
1: was one of the less hardcore people working for VeggieTales. No, that makes sense. Yeah. I, at some At some point, somebody said like, "Oh, well, when when did the creator of VeggieTales get all woke, dude? When, are Are Bob and <laughs> Are Bob and Larry going to come out as fruits next or something?" And <laughs> yeah. he said, "Like, botanically speaking, cucumbers and tomatoes are both fruits. Actually, so sorry to break that to you." <laughs> like just had that locked and loaded Dude. like he's been sitting on that for years he's like fucking finally
2: <laughs> yes he was, like pulls it out of the draft he was born for that
1: moment yeah fuck, I mean, uh, fuck yeah that's cool yeah. i guess yeah like I, I, i'm sure if i learn like another thing about him it won't be nearly as like i'm, I'm sure like yeah his opinions on abortions and trans rights are bad are, are like are just fine but like also he thinks that like uh, the asians are cause hurricanes or something like it's just. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. Well, you know, Bakri, never meet your
1: hero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that is my hero. Right? <laughs> yeah. The, the creator of VeggieTales God he's rest It's the closest Sully's thing podcast. you'll get to Bob. It so. yeah. <laughs> is the closest, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: right. We were ending this podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night, Good night. everybody. Good night. <laughs>
0: Okay, uh, uh, okay. I, find my I know that it's here, but I can sense it in my feet. The gray emerald's power allows me to feel. I can't see a thing, but it's around somewhere. I'm gonna hold my head because I have no fear. This probably seems crazy, crazy, a graveyard theory. I go try to approach me and got there. Ask him a question, and he vanished in a second. I'm walking through valleys, crying from in the alley. Didn't seem happy, but they sure try to get me. Had a back. Crackle. I'm hearing someone saying you were checking, don't be scared It had to be the way, cause nobody wasn't there I searched and I searched as I climbed up the floor And then I started to fly, went in deep oh, let it get to me, I'm just concrete. creep on the Hill, I got to find my lost piece. I know that it's here, I sense it in my feet The great emerald's power allows me to feel. I can't see it thing, but it's around somewhere I gotta go ahead, I have no fear It promises to